episode of the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast is brought to you by Dog, MGM's latest heartwarming table for the whole family. Two former Army Rangers are paired against their will on the road trip of a lifetime. Paired against their will. Army Ranger Briggs, played by Shannon Tatum, star of Step Up, The Eagle, Lost City, and Tom's Dreams, and Lulu, a Belgian Malinois dog in her first major motion picture, buckle into a 1984 Ford Bronco and race down the Pacific coast in hopes of making it to a fellow soldier's funeral on time. Along the way, they'll drive each other completely crazy, break a small handful of laws, and learn to let down their guards in order to have a fighting chance of finding happiness. Don't miss Dog, the movie everyone's talking about. Rated PG-13 for language, thematic elements, and some suggestive material. Doctor, doctor, give me the news, I got a bad case loving you. No pills gonna cure my ill, I got a bad case loving you. Hello, welcome to the Quarter to Three movie podcast for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I am Tom Chick, and I am here with Kelly Wan. Kelly Wan, should this also be the podcast for everywhere... No, shoot a monkey, I did it wrong. For everything, everywhere, all at once, or should we just table that discussion? Let's see how bored we get, how far in we get bored. Okay, so this won't technically be the podcast for both movies, but I know it, you know it, and I think everybody listening knows it. Most of us are really thinking about everything, everywhere, all at once, and not this Multiverse of Madness movie, but we'll get into that in a moment. Or just any other movie. Kelly Wan, you know what? We we might have loved this movie. (laughs) That's true. For all the listeners know know at this point. Yeah. That could have meant anything, too. Yeah. The way I said it with the delivery. Well, but you know, let's tell the listeners what we're talking about first. This is, oh yeah, this is, a, is that's what they're directed in. by Sam Raimi, written by a fellow hmm. named Michael Waldron. Wait, taglines. Oh shoot, that's right. I'm, is this your first podcast? Uh, for the fuck, Kelly Wan, I'm out of practice. I, I admit, I'm out of practice. Kelly Wan, <laughs> are there Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness taglines? that the studio didn't use that might have been better than the ones we currently have. Yes, that sums up these. <laughs> what are they? They were on the table at the studio, and then I somehow retrieved them in the, from their garbage, the studio garbage dumpster. So what could we have had from Disney as a tagline? They may still use these, and they're welcome to, by the way. I'm giving them for free because I'm a giver. <clears throat> the movie no one craved a podcast about. That Kelly Watt, I deny your tagline. Really? Yep. I think a lot of people are looking forward to this podcast, and especially um, maybe there will be Not a the synopsis movie, in a little bit. Correct. Nobody was looking for. Well, I don't know if people were looking forward to the movie. I think they would have wanted a Northman podcast more than this one. Don't you get started on Northman with me? I, the, the <laughs> Kelly Watt, if, if we have yeah. to come to blows over Northman, it'll happen. That's why it would have been great because you don't you didn't understand. I it. will fight you. Green Ma- Green Knight, by the way, is is yeah. the movie Northman wished it were. Uh, That's right. Okay. That's right. That'll be. The, <laughs> What's the statute of limitations on a podcast about Scandinavians? Well, well, maybe, you know what? We'll, we'll see. And whatever the Green Knight is, Irish. Green Knight. I have more taglines, Tom. We still have. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. There are more taglines for uh, for movies that aren't Northman or Green Knight. <laughs> Let's stop advertising things that don't exist. Okay. And wo- and and being sad they don't exist yet. 
<clears throat> more like Borser Upreme. <laughs> I feel like that one was a reach. Kelly Wine, you have one that's a little more graceful. Dingus would have liked you it. You would have, yes, that's true. <clears throat> Finally, a Marvel movie with a young Latina MacGuffin that's not Logan, Terminator, Dark Fate, Hawkeye, or New Mutants, kind of. <laughs> I like that one, Kelly Wand. I'll take that third Terminator one. is part of the Marvel Universe for that. Joke. There's something very Marvel-y about Terminator. I'll accept that, sure. Uh, is there a four – or no, yeah, fourth tagline. No. Okay, in that case, Kelly Wand, let's get down to it. Four. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi, written by a fellow named Michael Waldron. Ugh. Why are you going, ugh? Do you know who he is? Uh, he wrote a Rick and Morty that was okay. That's what I, I – he came up through Community. They then had him on uh, – Which I like more than you. I've never – I don't know sure. Community. But then they had – he worked on Rick and Morty. Then he worked on the Loki TV show. Uh, I didn't watch it. I'm out. Um, you know, Loki is very similar. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, it's like this? Well, it's very much about – they're not multiverses. They're timelines, but it's the same thing. Like I, the whole concept of Loki is basically uh, another multiverse conceit, uh, and I have no idea how all this stuff is supposed to thread together. I think actually it just simply doesn't. Um, the comics have ruined these movies for me. I know you made fun of me for sending you a picture of the Thor comic I was reading in preparation for Thor Love and Thunder. I did, yes, yes. Well, but before – Kelly Wan, so before right. we talk – so let me explain first because this is important for you to weigh in on this one. This movie – uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Kind of one, it's rated PG-13, which means if you're oh. 12 years old, you probably should not be seeing this because – What will happen? Well, intense sequences of violence and action, frightening images, and Kelly Wand, according to the MPAA, <laughs> there's some language in this movie. There is. Oh, is yeah. there? People talk. There is some language. Um well, people should know that in advance. So it's PG-13. Do you feel – Is that what they said when the first talkie movie debuted? After Rated PG-13 for go, some language, yes. Yeah, there's language. Well, Kelly, what language can be written as well. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. That's true. I, the first movie should have said, hey, there's going to be text. Right, yeah. Um, but Kelly Wan, is there anything that you feel the MPAA did not let parents know about that they should have? Well, I agree that it's a PG-13, but it's for imaginary kids, fake crying, mass murder, <laughs> that guy's car. <laughs> Proper use of mustard, Danny Elfman, and graphic exposition about CG. Very good. I'll take that. Yeah. Kelly it got 60 on Metacritic. Wow. That's a fail. On Rotten Tomato, the percentage of reviews which are positive, 74. Hmm. On CinemaScore, and this one hurts. This spread. is painful. CinemaScore, uh -huh. you normally, you know, if you kind of whiff, you get your A-. minus. It's a gimme for a Marvel movie. On CinemaScore right. – Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness got a B plus. Ouch. Ooh, yeah. That's like a, hell, a restaurant having a B health. You do not want to advertise water. that in your window. Yeah. Yeah. However, is that a euphemism? It had a hundred and eighty-seven million dollar opening, which uh, I know, right? That was a crazy weekend. Um, what was it up against? Nothing. <laughs> the pandemic. Oh, that is crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. No one was in my theater. So Kelly Wan, Including before me. we do our overs and unders and talk about what uh, we thought of the movie, because you know I, I uh, might have loved this, Kelly Wan. You don't know. I might be a huge fan. I know you might have some source material issues, but before we get into that, I'm a little confused about certain elements of the plot, and I would like you hmm. to remind me everything that happens in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of, of, of Madness. Maybe it will help you form your opinion, and you might change your opinion 
when I show you all the cool stuff that you might have forgotten. About. It might. I should warn you also, I have seen other movies since then. So my mind, like a clay pot, might be leaking those other movies into this discussion. You see. People want an Elden Ring live stream, and they want you to use clay pots. Well, I took that from everything, everywhere, all at once. Ah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God, you didn't... <laughs> We'll talk. If I'm going to be making everything everywhere all at once references throughout this podcast and nobody's going to get them, I'm going to feel really silly. Which clay pot was it? Well, that remember. was the whole metaphor that he uses to explain to her about why she's still aware of the other multiverses. Is her mind is like a clay pot oh, yeah, in the water. It's too full. Yeah. I mean, it uses. We'll talk more about that later. Let's stick. Why clay though? Why clay is right. is I think maybe cultural reasons. Who knows? Uh, Kelly Wan, but let's stick to uh, Doctor Strange first. I need to know – I'm a little loose about the events that happened. Great visuals, Sorry. but the plotting, I'm a little confused. I just need you to remind me the events of the movie. Okay. Maybe give me a – If I was – I don't know. Maybe a uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness synopsis, if you will. I'll just tell you during the show. <laughs> <laughs> if that's all you got. A montage of the scripts for Jonah Hex, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ghost Rider 2, Age of Ultron, and Thor Dark World all magically morph into the Marvel corporate logo. Oh, so many memories. Some words are all Dr. Strops in the Moptivopsis of Mopsis. Whoa. <laughs> Beside me, a Sony exec leans over to Neil deGrasse Tyson and goes, Dude, the Spider-Verse, that's what's really cool and bigger and possible. But Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't look up from his issue of ROM, The Space Knight. Meanwhile, Doctor Strange and random Hispanic Marvel Girl number 686 run through CG from CG. She's all, hey, if we're running together, I take it we introduced ourselves earlier, so you, you'll know my name later, and you know it now. Never mind that. We have to get to the Book of Sanjaya. It's that jewel thing on the pedestal. He moves his hands around a green screen until the demon CG chasing them gets confused for a second or two, then resumes chasing them. Okay, I have a better idea. He starts draining the life from her. Wait, what? <laughs> Forgive me, character, but this is the only... <laughs> the demon kills him, grabs the girl, and runs off giggling through a star-shaped portal. Doctor Strange farts awake screaming. <sighs> I guess I need to stop watching so much Disney Plus before masturbating. He opens a drawer and puts on a broken watch. Ah, oh, my favorite and only timepiece. If only I knew a spell that could repair glass. Doctor Strange's tie slowly ties itself while his hands do nothing. Sorcery. He goes to a church and sits down next to a serious man. <laughs> serious man's all. Was I in the last movie? By the way, I lost my brother or wife. Are you sure there was really no other way to beat Thanos? Yes, this is the only universe where we were able to beat Thanos. It was stated explicitly in other movies, and now this one. This is the only one. Hey, look, Rachel McAdams is marrying Black Panther. Now I feel better about my brother's death. Doctor Strange watches Rachel McAdams marry Black Panther. He sighs glumly. If only there was a spell he could cast on his pocket pussy's depleted batteries. Dingus would have liked it. Kevin Costner leans over to me and goes... I also auditioned for both Marthas. It was so heroic in the Superman movie when you waited for the wind to kill you. 
as opposed to Mr. Freeze, whose every act is noble and cool, like stealing from the jewelry store and freezing things. Gosling leans in. Know who my favorite superhero is? First Man. Meanwhile, in the church's traditional open bar, Hi, could I get a white wine? Oh, wait, I mean red. Fuck, I'm dumb. Oh, I'm so stupid. Allow me, Rachel. Hey, thanks, Steve. Oh, you just changed the color. Fuck. Rachel, I barely remember anything we said to each other in the last movie, or even this, but I assume everything is my fault. Superhero love interests are usually pretty flawless. Yeah, Steve, I'm not a mother. I'm a mom. I mean, you always had to be the one holding the tie. I mean, Wong, knife. I didn't realize we were surgical rivals. That's the whole problem, Steve. You didn't realize. Hey, come meet the dude I dumped you for. He's hilarious. He does this thing where he pretends my nose looks like his thumb. Why couldn't you be black and fun? Suddenly, from outside, some cars honk angrily, and there are the sounds of approaching noisy CG. Good. I was about to jump out of this window anyway. <laughs> Doctor Strange falls and watches the Eye Demon from Suicide Squad. There's also a star in this theme. Pump traffic lights and eat people and chase the teenager from his dream. A portal farts open beside him and his plus-sized Asian friend Wong stumbles out. It is customary to bow in presence of Sorcerer Supreme. I'm aware of what a custom is. Black Panther's all. Hey, yo, Rachel, look. Guy left me for us dangling from a monster destroying our apartment. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Should we care? She's all, yeah... Doctor Strange and Wong watch the demon terrorize the little girl for a bit, then finally cast a spell that makes the scene end. The Latina girl runs up. Thanks for saving me eventually. The other yous just leave me to die, usually. I am Benedict Wong. Uh, I forget my character's name. My name in this is America Chavez. I'm from another universe where those words make just as much sense. By the way, I can make star-shaped portals to other universes, but only when I'm afraid or the plot calls for it. Let's say more exposition in that nearby Wendy's. Later. And that's how high Kelly was when people tried to describe the latest Spider-Man. <laughs> Who? Kelly? Oh, Spider-Man. He's sometimes called amazing. Uh, I guess I forgot everybody's... I guess I forgot I erased everybody's memories. Or whatever happened. Wait, Spider-Man? Do flies come out of his butt? No, they don't. That's not how actual arachnids even... Are you some kind of... I find eating men's flies quite delicious, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Benedict Wong. America, what's your story function again? Oh, I shoot stars out of my butt. There are portals to other universes. My backstory is that I got scared of a bee, so my mom's got sucked through one. Here's some footage. America, no, you idiot bees don't even have stingers in this universe, later asshole. Why were your mom sucked away as if into a black hole, when throughout the rest of this film we will just walk <laughs> through them? America yawns. America, I suddenly consider you a huge liar. Other universes? Please, prove it. They go to a street with a dead Doctor Strange on it that uh, all nearby pedestrians are showing zero interest in. My other me has a ponytail? Pretty crazy, huh, Neil deGrasse? Wong tastes his finger and belches. Hmm, this red demon feces tastes like witchcraft. Spoiler alert. 
Never mind that, Wong. The real issue is what are we going to do with this dead Doctor Strange body? America, what do you think? You're smart. Um, just disintegrate it like you did the demon and all those people just killed? Or toss it through a portal into the ocean? Who cares? I didn't, I thought, I have a more arbitrary idea. Later, as bricks reform over the corpse, uh, you just put that in someone's apartment. I like it. I've done worse, Wong. Hmm. Red witchcraft, you said. I think it's time to pay a little visit to an old friend. And then Wanda Maximoff. For some reason, I'll go alone while you take, uh, what's her name here, to your pretty temple to hang out. Later in hell, disguised as a fake park. And that's what the Book of Sanjaya tastes like. Are we friends, Wanda? I, I forget. Steve, if this is about me possessing and psychologically torturing a whole town and killing a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. Wanda, you had a couple of scenes with some child actors that you made up. I'm proud of you for torturing those people for months. Hopefully you've worked all that out, and going forward you'll no longer be morally compromised. At this point, that would be a little repetitive, actually. Wait a minute. I never said my name was Steve. Um... Well, you're wearing a name tag. By the way, I'm evil now. I mean, again, but I'm not a monster. I'm a Look, just bring me the head of America Chavez. That way I can possess myself in another universe to hang out with those child actors for slightly longer. Wanda, no. Wait, shouldn't you miss Vision? Those kids are imaginary. And also what, you know, they're a little... <laughs> Give me this movie's girl child actor that I'm not into by sundown. Or my first name won't be Wanda. It'll be the Scarlet Witch. Last name, same thing. <laughs> Later, at Benedict Wong's Pretty Temple East, Wanda shows up and hovers above the parapets, although the sun's clearly not down yet. Attention, sorcerer extras. Give me what's-her-face and or the Book of Sanjaya. Also, I'm not a mother. Extras in kimonos, raise your small orange shields and hope she doesn't remember she can just teleport. Oh, also, she can mind control all of us, so try not to think. I've done this. I've studied... I guess I should have planned all this a little better. Single ineffectual ballista, fire. <laughs> Some CG's uh, launched that does nothing. Beside me, Cersei yawns. <laughs> Suddenly, Sorcerer carries all. Guys, I just fantasized that she whispered run in my ear. What if she whispered something else? I'm fucking out of here. He runs off giggling as Wanda starts burning all the mages to a crisp, which is faster. Fall back to the water slash mirror room. If I know anything about magic, we'll be safe there. Later, Wanda keeps popping out of water and killing them and scampers off giggling. Defend us, less stupidly fake American man! Okay, look, I sort of forgot. This room was a little puddly and mirror-y. I forget a lot of things in this. Never said I was a doctor of victory. Okay, I'm not Sherlock Holmes. Wanda opens a door and walks in. It wasn't even locked. Wanda, stop. It's not too late. You can still do the right thing. Well, we're only 45 minutes in, so... She resumes killing more sorcerers and ignoring her target. America Chavez, quick, be scared! America nods and screams. A star comes out of her butt, and she and Doctor Strange fly through it and through uh, all these crazy, zany, different flavors of CG. They're all from the trailer. Until finally... Wow! Here we are in a whole different universe. I've never done this before. This is weird to me. America, I take it you're suddenly not scared. Doctor Strange, you may be the Sorcerer Supreme, but my power is being terrified and leaving places. 
Rule number one, as you can see in this universe, everybody wears Amish mobster hats. Pizza comes in balls. I guess the crust is in the middle. And red and green traffic lights are transposed. I lean over to the colorblind person <laughs> sitting beside me and go, finally a joke for all of us. Suddenly, Bruce Campbell walks up to them. Hey, nice Dr. Strange cape, asshole. Groovy. <laughs> Flippity-floppity. Dr. Strange casts Evil Dead 2 on him. What the? My hand. Mustard. My sack. Don't fucking Sam. The hot dog salesman watches bored along with all the other pedestrians as Dr. Strange and America walk off slowly. Wow, that guy sure deserved his fate, Dr. Strange. When will he stop acting like Bruce Campbell? Three hours? Three weeks. Suddenly, they're standing next to a concrete statue of Dr. Strange posed as running in terror. A plaque on it reads, in honor of Dr. Strange, who saved us all from Thanos off screen somehow. America's all, wait, I thought you said Thanos was defeated in only our universe? In this and in Infinity War, it's kind of a huge plot point. Look, I never said I was a doctor of math. <laughs> Suddenly, Doctor Strange's black friend, the guy from Alien, walks up and hugs him. Ha ha ha! I am Baron Mordo from first movie. Did I die? It's Marvel. Come have tea with me. We will exposition, yes? Later. Mm, this tea's delicious. Though we were enemies in my universe, I saw no need to use magic to ascertain it didn't poison. <laughs> Baron Mordo watches as they both pass out. It didn't! Beside me, Tom leans over to Orson Welles. Yeah, I haven't made it all the way through your film yet, but have you seen the sex scene in Eternals? I have eight times. And not just the sex scene, the whole movie. I'm allowed to vote. Meanwhile, back in Universe 420, Wanda makes Wong and all the dying sorcerers, including fan favorite Green Cow, watch her play with her kids. Look, Mommy, my first fart and boner. Mommy, look, we hid behind a couch and we got you a surprise. I mean, wrote you a song about ice cream. Ice cream, ice cream, la 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 la. Wong bursts free from his shackles. Ugh, I can't take it anymore. Your kids, oh, they suck. He stabs the book of Sanjaya. Wanda's all, no. Okay, fine. I'll just possess my other me. Dreamwalk, Dark Old, uh, Tesseract, Infinity Stone, uh, Mjolnir, Hulk, Semen. I, yeah. You still rolling, Sam? Meanwhile, Doctor Strange farts awake in a glass cage. And Rachel McAdams is there. Ugh, how can I smell that through the glass? Rachel? What the? Yeah, in this universe, I'm a doctor of multiversism. But I still gave you the knife speech. I get America, but why am I in a cage? Here, you were considered the greatest threat to the multiverse, so we'll never, ever, ever be letting you... Oh, hang on. They want you to say exposition to them in the concrete slot room. America waves at us from a different cage. Hey, does this cage prevent me from using my powers? I'll just assume later. Oh, I'm Captain Jira, leader of the C-List Avengers. This is our universe's Captain Marvel. I think she was in the last James Bond also in that same outfit. Jira. And this is Black Bolt. When he talks, it's deadly volume, kills whoever's right in front of him, but no one else is affected. 
And this is Jim from The Office, the world's smartest man. Yeah, occasionally I stretch my arms a little. Um, take, take that, Galactus. Please free me. I am the main character. Oh, Doctor Strange sucked ass. He even tried to make us forget about Spider-Man. But we made a statue and gave him all the credit for beating Thanos because the world needs heroes. So we also made a statue of Thanos, praising him too. Jim's all. Our Doctor Strange uh, even tried to tell us this was the only universe where uh, Thanos was beaten. <laughs> Weird. Patrick Stewart wheelchairs up. And I am the world's other smartest man. Warning. Facility place breached. Scarlet witchcraft detector. Baron Mordo's all. I shall start brewing tea. <laughs> Captain Jira, let me out of these cuffs. I may be 0 for 1 against her, but... Nice try. You stay here and gaslight Baron Mordo. We don't need you to be... <laughs> Wait. Is there a Wanda in our universe? <laughs> Is she possessing our universes? Let's just go find her. Captain Marvel's all. Black people everywhere will be so proud when they see how powerful I am in this upcoming battle. Gosling walks in. First man is here. That's my power, arriving first. Where's everybody? Later. Stand aside and let me suck the star power out of that Latina so I can hear my ice cream song. Wanda, stop! It's not too late for you to do the right thing! Something, something, Black Bolt's mouth! What mouth? Black Bolt's all. My gum! Beside <laughs> me, Agent Smith sighs. Wanda, stop. I'm, I'm the world's um, um, smartest man. I get what? <laughs> As he dies, he makes the gym face at us. Damn it! Why aren't we attacking her all at once? <laughs> Captain Marvel's all. Wanda, stop. There's no way a falling statue would kill me. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the glass cage room, Dr. McAdams, please let me out. I can actually, uh, you know, save us and shit. Hang on, I'm trying, but my monitor screen's got all this red CG on it. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm a doctor. I have a smarter idea. She picks up a fire extinguisher and begins tapping it against the glass. Meanwhile, Doctor Strange tricks Baron Mordo into cutting his handcuffs off with a sword, then fist-fighting him in the pointless concrete slot next to them instead of using magic. Then Doctor Strange tricks him again by just climbing out of the slot. Stupid Baron Mordo. Hey, no fair man, you taller than me! <laughs> he shakes his fist up at Doctor Strange, smiling. Meanwhile, in the good Wanda's empty head, empty white head... Professor, help me out of this World War I rubble. <laughs> For some reason, I'm powerless. Hey, you got some red mist coming up behind you. Okay, that's... Damn how many psychotic Marvel women have killed me now in these movies. <sighs> Later, Doctor Strange, America, and Rachel McAdams stand in front of a blast door. Wow, good thing I gave you the same wristwatch in this universe, huh? They close the blast door and stare at water droplets for a few minutes. <laughs> America's all, um, yeah, so she got through the last nine doors, like, instantly. Maybe we should just, you know, keep moving. Wanda jumps out of Steve's pants. Gotcha! 
When I come to, Wanda has America Chavez pinned to an altar at the top of a snow mountain back in our universe while a couple rock monsters watch bored. Now I will rule everything! <laughs> America's all. And your kids. Yeah, kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Drive them to the mall. Yeah, I'll drive them to the mall! <laughs> Meanwhile, Steve takes Rachel to a universe that the Disney animators never finished. Wow, Steve, no dead bodies. How PG-13. Steve, look, a castle with another you inside it, glaring at us. I guess he's good. <laughs> hmm, although every other me but me so far has proven evil or incompetent, I have a good feeling about this one. Rachel's all, what do you mean, but you? Later. I am Dr. Strange 42168. Two close calls. Notice that I also have a third eye, speaking of numbers. Beside me, Stan Liesel. The Eye of Agamotto! Beside him, Jace Momoazal. <laughs> Other me, please. It's not too late to do the right thing. Let me borrow your dark old novel. At least we can still save my universe. Sorry, main character Steven, but I guess you could say the eyes have it. See? Take that, Waldron. They attack each other with musical notes, but Doctor Strange tricks him by using the heart. <laughs> Later. Okay, Rachel, I'm going to possess my ponytail corpse's dead body on our Earth while you keep my body here alive and safe from these ghost mosquitoes. <laughs> Wait, what? With what? <laughs> Don't worry, I believe in you. Dude, seriously? What? <laughs> Meanwhile, Wong falls halfway down a thousand-foot cliff, but fortunately lands on his face. So he starts climbing back up using a grapple CG. <laughs> Meanwhile, on another cliff. Oh, these ghosts are annoying me! Rachel's all, Doctor Strange, I believe in you. She starts shooting stuff with a t-shirt cannon <laughs> in that other universe uh, by lighting its wick with fire from a torch. And then she, the fire, the flaming t-shirts kill the dead <laughs> spirits. And she's a surgeon. Inspired by these words that she's saying to a different body in a different universe, Doctor Strange makes wings out of the ghosts and flies over to Wanda's altar. Wanda, stop! It's not too late for you to do the right thing. Also, aren't there trillions of universes? I'm pretty sure we can find one that's literally made of kids. No. America, I believe in you, huh? America nods and makes a portal. Wanda trips into it like Gollum and goes, Hi, universe, I'm evil! Hi! She finds herself in a universe where her kids are cowering on a stairway, and the other Wanda's all, Know that they'll be loved. That was me remembering how I felt when the scene was happening. She goes back to the temple and sighs. I guess I've been dumb. Yeah. Not, sorry, everyone. America here. You're free. Steve. Murdering people, thinking those kids were that great, the ones I made up. Thank you for making me eventually realize stuff, Steve. Doctor Strange. Character. She brings the temple down on her head until she's off-screen Marvel dead. Rachel, we're both single in our universes. A Disney exec's all. Yeah, got a pair for Strange 3 twice? Ugh, no. I'm sorry, Steve. My place is back there in that dead universe doing nothing forever. Goodbye. He nods. 
off. Later, at Wong's Pretty Temple, Look, Dr. Strange, I made some orange sparks just by moving my hands in front of this green screen. Wong says in 30 years I might be ready for card tricks. I guess my power counts as sorcery? That's great, America. But what about finding your moms? Steve, next time please call first. <laughs> Steve sighs happily and leaves. He goes home, replaces the glass facing on his watch, then puts it back in the drawer because he doesn't like it. Then he walks outside. Suddenly the third eye grows from his forehead and he starts screaming and sobbing. <laughs> Everything's all wrapped up. Some words tell me who didn't get to work on Thor, Love and Thunder. Then Steve walks down the street again. <sighs> what was I screaming about? Having three eyes is awesome. It sucks that one is nearsighted and the other two are far. Charlize Theron walks on screen. Steve, uh, yeah, I guess I'm in the next movie. My CG's purple. Oh, look, an incursion. Let's go before Anya Taylor-Joy fucking Jay Leno's my ass again. We wade through more credits impatiently, hating all the tedious names of every CG programmer, scrolling slowly past one by one. Finally, we cut to Bruce Campbell. Hey, look, I've been away punching myself on this street corner for three straight weeks while no one around me cared at all. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Some words tell me more credits will return. The end. Kelly one. I am slain. I miss doing them. I miss hearing them. That was, oh my God, that was exquisite. Yeah, well, uh, I saw a couple movies that made me miss doing it, and then so I, I somehow you, tricked you into doing this Dr. Strange. Well, you emailed me afterwards, and you said something about being very mad. Like, I'm taking, I, I, I assume you did not care for this movie. Like, I, I think you have more invested in this movie than I do, because you, you've been reading comic books, and I, I get the sense that you actually kind of care about some of this. Well, in the comics, they're a little more careful and meticulous about continuity. I mean, that's what's surprising. Like, saying Thanos is only defeated in one universe, and that's like a major point of the fucking plot in the MCU. Like, that would never happen in the comics. So, I don't know. The comics just have a richer mythology. I mean, there's some stinkers, but... So, uh, I, I, I mean, I, so then I guess you would... Well, okay, then give but the new Thor movie is drawing from the comics that I'm reading right now. It's ah, Thor okay. Jason Aaron series. So I'm really like pumped up for the Thor. Well, then, then give me in a nutshell what's a movie you liked a little bit better than this, a movie you didn't like as much, uh, and what's your overall takeaway? Give me an over and under. Uh, your over is probably better than mine. Oh, it is. I think You'll I know see. what it is. Yeah, you do. Uh, and I, I picked an over. Wait, why do you, I didn't want to just well, – go ahead. Huh? Why do you think you know my over? I don't think you do, but go ahead. Maybe I don't. That's a good point. Um, I think I, I think I think I think I know what you think it is. But go go ahead. Well, yeah. Bill and Ted. <laughs> My over is a movie that you didn't like that I thought was good. I remember you thinking the acting was bad, which is something I'm not quite as alert to as you are. <laughs> acting has to be really bad for me to care. Um, well, and acting too, to be fair, is a super subjective thing. Like, you know. Right, and so if, there, if if stuff's going on that's interesting to me, I'll I'll like overlook sure. it or hope those characters get killed. So what is this over then? Where I didn't. Like oh, it? the over is coherence. Remember oh, that? Oh no, movie no, I like coherence home. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I thought you ripped on it. Um, I might have had an issue with some of the actors, but I, I, because I was trying to tell, I was telling you about it, and you were like, "Yeah, the actors lame." Well, well, I, I mean, the thing is, it's not. It's it's very much an indie. It's like an indie, no budget thing, and I forget. 
Sure. Um, but no, I really like the script. I, I liked it. No, I like coherence a lot. And I like the acting. Yeah. That was, that was why another reason it was. Oh, and for, I, I see what you did. The whole multiverse thing. Yeah. Right. That took me a minute to realize that. Yeah. But as a, and that, that too, like that's a super, that's a great one, Kelly, as a, a focused character centric writing centric multiverse movie uh, that, that, that cares about the characters and what happens. Like the, and the idea that you're not the same person in a different universe, which yeah, you're not I just you with Doctor a, Strange. You're not just movie. you with a ponytail, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Like there was not this the level of imagination. The guy, this guy wrote the Rick and Morty with uh, the mobile app. Do you remember that one? I remember thinking it was kind of like not one of the greater. Nah, I mean, the fact that I don't remember it, I probably means there's I would like agree two with Rick them. and Mortys. I think are kind of lame, okay. and plus the TV ones. I'm kind of hidden this, but. Um, and my under is uh, a movie called The One, which was a Jet Li movie made by James Wong uh, after Final Destination. Oh, and it's uh, I think I've heard of it. I don't think I've. Ever... I like it less than this because it's also it it the multiverse is just an excuse for like he it's uh, a guy's trying to kill all versions of Jet Li, and the more he kills of himself, the stronger he gets. But it, it's all martial arts stuff. Right. So it was a martial arts multiverse mashup, which we've seen another one of recently. So I just wanted to say this is where the fran- the genre was 20 years okay. ago. Okay. And you liked this better than the one, but not as good as Coherence. All right. I like the visuals in this more than the visuals. So real quick, tell me in one sentence, what may- when you say you were mad afterwards, is it just the sloppy continuity that bothered you? Because everything in... I, there was I, there were okay. There's not a single good line in this movie, so I look forward to good writing, bad okay. writing. And there were also like I can I remember very few scenes where something dumb wasn't taking me out. Of <laughs> sure, sure. And it was writing related every time because the acting's fine, I guess. But just like people reacting the way they were and the situation, and just as a Doctor, St- I think I felt this way after the first Doctor Strange too. But even that was a bit better than this movie. That's my other over. Well, that like because at the end he uses sorcery in a, in a creative way, and in this he never does. He's t- completely reacting all the time, and he makes terrible calls. Actually, that is a good point. Yeah, because so my my under is actually the Doctor Strange movie because I remember so little about that. It just made no. It just didn't make an impression on me. Um, I don't either. But I remember Tilda Swinton. Did she dead? Oh <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. But but here's the reason this is an, it's an under for me, Kelly Wand. I liked this yeah. movie better than the other Doctor Strange, because this one at least had a few memorable set pieces, um, and I also appreciated how this yeah. this felt more to me like kind of the finale of WandaVision. Like I liked that it felt like a direct continuation of WandaVision, which I liked. It felt like a renunciation of it, because at yeah. the end she's no, you're right. I mean, at peace. but but it it. it you're, you're right. Like WandaVision doesn't want to end with her being a bad guy, and it's super abrupt. Even though it hints with a little teaser, it's super abrupt. It's suddenly okay. She's going to be our villain in this movie. I liked that. It's just that coming off of WandaVision, it's like that made more sense. And I was, I, it took, I don't know. I, w- I was really into WandaVision till like the last episode, and then you and I had totally different reactions to it. And then I just stopped watching all the Marvel. TV series, but the fact that she was in that in that series, she's like pining for Vision, which made more sense to me. <laughs> and the fact that she wasn't in this movie, right, 
was weird. The continuity stuff. And, and again, that's – And it's repetitive. And that for me – and that's why I liked this better than the original Doctor Strange. I don't remember anything about that. I didn't – like Michael Stuhlbarg's character. Like I had no idea that he was in the first movie. So when he came on, I was like, oh, cool. He's in this. And then it became very clear. Oh, no. They're just mentioning something that I've long since forgotten about the last movie. Um and yeah, I wouldn't have remembered that Tilda Swinton was in it. You you mentioned that, but it, she's the ancient one, Tom. But this one, I will remember <laughs> for some of the set pieces and for how I felt like it gave Sam Raimi an opportunity to channel some of his, yeah. his reliable tricks. I enjoyed seeing that. Um, there was a lot of Evil Dead, callbacks, right? Right. There, like way more than I was. Well, expecting. there was a lot of was Sam Raimi fun. in this, and and yeah, I, yeah, I appreciated yeah. that. I don't remember who directed the first Doctor Strange, and I. But I will remember this was a Sam Raimi movie. So yeah. that's why it's my over is I did kind of enjoy this as, as a movie about this character. Um, however, I don't think it was very good. And my over is another superhero movie that I don't think is very good but that I adore, um, and that's Eternals. <laughs> like Eternals and this movie I think are both equally messy. Uh, but – there is just so much joy and stuff that I appreciate in Eternals that is missing from this. So if you're going to give me a really messy movie, which I do think this is, unless it has something like – unless there's a hook like there was in the Eternals, and there were a couple of things I responded to in that movie, it's just going to be uh, me sitting in the theater for two hours, enjoying myself just fine. But the, I, I think there's no substance whatsoever in this movie. This movie is entirely forgettable and throwaway. Yeah, um, I agree with okay. that. But what was the hook for Eternals for you? Oh, well, there I, were a couple, was, like the cast. It left me cold. So I, I think we've talked about this, but there's a there's a board game that I, yeah, that I, I really like called A Study in Emerald made by a guy mm -hmm. named Martin Wallace who's done a lot of board game designs I like. Uh, and it's based on this um, retelling of Lovecraftian mythos that Neil Gaiman – introduced in a steampunk no it's not steampunk it, it, it's basically a it's basically a mix a mix of the industrial revolution and lovecraft and they made the, uh, this fellow made a board game out of it um which is about different factions who are controlling the earth's development and half of them have to betray the earth and destroy it and the other half have to try to save it and you don't know in the game who's on which side um Hmm. And that is – that's kind of what the plot of the Eternals – like as I'm watching the Eternals, I, I realized at a certain point, oh my god, this is this game that I love, A Study in Emerald. It's not literally a port of it. It's not – they probably didn't even – weren't even aware of it. But just the pattern of the story I really responded to. I liked that concept. I liked the actors. I love how Chloe Zhao tried to do some character work with it. Um, but it's a, it's a big, colorful mess, and I enjoy individual scenes of Eternals in a way that I don't in Doctor Strange. Um, <laughs> so that's my over. is another big, bad – is another big, messy movie that I think is bad, but that I How enjoy. many times have you seen Eternals? Just four, maybe? Uh, yeah. I don't believe you. But uh, yeah. Mean. So that, that's not what, – what did you think my over was going to be? Everything, everywhere, all. So let's talk about that because – so I, I do, one thing I want to talk about, but well, actually, before we get to that, because this ties into some of your source material stuff, one of my first mm -hmm. issues with this movie and where, where it really starts to lose me and where I really wanted to like it is I was curious about this Doctor Strange character. And I wanted to know, like, because, I, you know, they, they, they really make him out as having unique insight through the – And he's super powerful. He's just never been well-written either. He's super powerful. He has another... unique insight. And that's clear throughout all those Civil War movies, which I didn't really care about those. So 
in this movie, I wanted to see what they were going to do with this character wrestling with, and this is a direct quote, the moral calculus of the multiverse. You know, because mm-hmm. the Doctor Strange, by the way, in the mm-hmm. opening, I think is correct. Like, if you're going to save multiple universes, it's worth killing this poor girl. Like, right. that's the moral calculus that he is willing to wrestle with. But the movie's not. Exactly, Kelly Wand. And that's my right. problem with the movie. Instead, the movie, right. want, it tells me this is who the character is, but the character it shows me is nothing like that. And furthermore, the character it shows me I most recently know as, a, as basically a gag to set up the last Spider-Man movie. Like that was it. The whole yeah. multiverse, that whole Spider-Man multiverse movie, which I didn't care for either. That was all premised on the fact that Doctor Strange is a big old goofball who will cast a spell because Peter Parker. Did you just bummed ask? Out. Yeah, exactly. Right. Rather than sitting down and talking It'll to him reality. about responsibility right. and power like his uncle Ben would have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just going to change reality. Um, and that, well, like, how is that the character? That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's not wrestling with the moral calculus of the multiverse. That's being a that's being a patsy for a dumb comedy. Um, yeah. And I feel that this movie was another bad call by the movie Doctor Strange. Exactly. Character. Exactly. Right. He's never right. Right. So this idea <laughs> he was wrong about Thanos. This idea of like a super powerful, always correct, just like I didn't, I didn't. Where is that guy? Because I, I didn't meet him in this movie. Um, yeah. And that that too also Kelly Wand I think. I think this movie, even though I did kind of enjoy it, I'm fine with it. Like it wasn't like Ant-Man where I walked out of it and I was like, whatever. And I didn't understand why you guys didn't hate it. But this one, I can understand why people would enjoy it. But Kelly one, I think I'm done with Marvel. I'm – well, wait. We have to do Thor. We can't walk out. Thor is not Marvel. Thor is Taika, Taika Waititi. Is that fair? Well, they're – yeah, but the – the movie's based on the comics I'm reading, so there's a Marvel. I'm bringing Marvel back. Well, here, right, but here's the thing: I, when I say I'm done with Marvel, I basically mm-hmm. am done. Like I, I would, I would see a Sam Raimi movie, so I would go to this. I have right, no desire. Right. I'll see a Taika Waititi movie if Ryan Coogler does it. No, no, no. If Ryan Coogler does a Black Panther, James Gunn, sure, I'll go to a James Gunn movie. I'm fine with that. I have no issue with yeah. that. But I have no desire to find out who Charlize Theron. Is. I mean, I don't know. No. I don't know. Clea. Who? Her name's Clea. Her name's She's the next Sorcerer Supreme. Her name is Clea. Sorceress. That's her name, Clea. Yeah. What does she do? Yeah. She's a sorceress <laughs> with purple CG. <laughs> she's I I would she was only in there for one shot, but is it just me or did she really seem bummed? Oh no, she looked ridiculous. She looked silly. She didn't say no. I got yeah. There was she looked completely unengaged yeah. and like uh I mean I honestly <laughs> didn't. I wasn't even sure if that was her. I was like, is that yeah? I guess it is. Like it. it and her dialogue was garbage. Yep. That's such a fucking – and that's what these movies are now. Well, Kelly – Hey, I'm in the next movie. Bye. Here's what these movies – yeah. And this is why I'm done with Marvel, Kelly, because I, I I think – You're preaching to the choir. But, but here's, 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 the, here's the it, why I'm done with Marvel is I feel that they're relying too much on ongoing episodic content to the yeah. detriment of the story and the characters, yes. by the way. Um, yeah, and 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 it's, this really embodies what, what what Dingus used to talk about when we would talk about Marvel movies, and he he had this idea that yeah they're all of a piece and and they flow into each other and there there was some pushback and we would argue about that but I think ultimately yeah it's Dingus was correct and this is what they're doing this sort of episodic approach where it all blends together it's a business decision to the detriment 
of creative expression. And it's why I no yes. longer have any interest in Marvel or Star Wars as brands because right. they are now businesses instead of mythologies. And it's hard to it's hard to ignore it. it like well, it just it comes it, through every facet of the of these movies. Yeah. I feel yeah. And it you know I haven't seen any of Obi Wan. I didn't watch any of Man. Me um, neither. But I've I've heard I, I'm I read up on it just to hate read. About I mean it. I, I might terrible. like hate watch it, so I'm not reading it. Let me know. It. Yeah. Um, I predict you like it. Then you try to make me watch it, you bastard. Well, I didn't That's try to make so you watch Moon Knight, and I really like Moon Knight, by the way. And that, by, by the Ugh. way, real quick, Kelly Wan, another thing that I love. And you like Hawkeye? Uh, no, I didn't. Hawkeye was fine. Yeah, you did. Uh, no, you told me to watch it at first, then you went. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah, but I bailed. But, but, but the thing about Eternals that I really like, which is also true of Moon Knight, is they are completely free of this continuity shtick that Kevin Feige keeps doing. I mean. Yeah. They, they have nothing to do with other Marvel properties, Eternals and Moon Knight, by the way, and by the, uh, Mo, Morbius also, their stupid vampire thing that they did. I love when those have nothing to do with Marvel, uh, and that's fine with me. I'm okay with those, but this continuity stuff, which used to be about characters, I just feel like that's all gone now, um, and it's funny. Well, and all the, all the good characters are gone. Well, are yes, they, man. though? Who's – Who's left? That's good. I don't. I don't. I could not care less about the source material, but I could imagine, like, if you told me the Guardians of the Galaxy would be good characters, I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, they're okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't sure. have guessed Moon Knight would be a good character. I think he is. Well, what was it? well, I say a good character. Moon Knight is just an excuse for uh, Oscar Isaac to show off what a good actor he is. <laughs> like Moon Knight, which is enough for you. Your bar is so. Oh low. no 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 no. It, well, uh, it, so Moon Knight is a few things that were enough for me. One of them is I thought Oscar Isaac was really good. Another one is I thought it had a really nice comedic tone to it. And the main thing I liked about Moon Knight is just how invested it was in uh, Egyptian mythology. Um, was Apocalypse in it? No, oh, because that would be Oscar Isaac playing him. So he can't do that twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 there right. were no, there was no reference anywhere to any Marvel property in Moon Knight that I recall. Well, that does sound good. And and that's the thing. And, and Moon Knight, by the way, it's also it's a it's um it's a kind of a um multiple personality mystery. That's the whole the structure of the story. Uh, it's not really a conventional superhero thing. Say things about She-Hulk. I mean, I'll be curious. I like Titania Maisley. I'll be curious. What's she in from? Uh, I mainly know her from Destroyer, that Nicole Kidman movie that Karen Kusama directed. Oh, but she was also from something wait, called Orphan yeah. Black that people liked, but I've never seen. Oh, that. I've watched that. Yeah. I'm behind on my stories, Tom. Well, I, the woman playing She-Hulk, I'm super. I, I'll watch it for that. The same reason that I watched Hawkeye for Haley Steinfeld, um, and I watched Moon Knight for Oscar Isaac. Uh, and I've, actors, actors, actors. And, and Kelly Wan, it's one you. reason too that Morbius is so terrible. Because Jared Leto and, no and Matt Smith, they have no connection. It's basically – Morbius is hilarious. It's basically a gay relationship that they tried to de-gay. I don't know if it's gay in the comic books, but it's very much like about two men in this weirdly passionate relationship with each other. Uh, and Hey, in the comics, uh, Odin bangs Phoenix, just a heads up. And wait, who's, Nick Fury who's is like the Watcher. Oh my god. Really? Wait, All Dark right. Phoenix? Dingus. You mean Dark Phoenix? Yeah. Jean Grey? Well, it's the Phoenix Force, you see. So it's like <laughs> the thing that possessed her. You know, you wouldn't understand. I, it's over your head. I would not. You're, you're, you're right. Fair point. 
Uh, all right, well, Kelly, so let's talk about then everything. Yeah, so multiverses. Um, mm -hmm. So you've seen everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, and I had to cringe multiple times during. Why did you cringe? Found what? No, uh, real, real quick, real quick. Hold on. Real, oh, yeah, 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 right, right. Uh, I would be super careful about spoilers, so just assume that we're talking to people who maybe haven't seen it, but have seen the trailer, of course. Um, so go ahead. I just uh, – I'm freaked out by human bodies, so anything involving a finger – You know, it didn't bother or... you when they were doing that in Swiss Army, man. They were doing the same stuff. <laughs> Those weren't real bodies. Okay. Though. Those were mannequins. <laughs> This looked very practical effects, but I loved the husband a lot. The dad or the was he someone I should know? From Are you serious? I oh my god, I'm character. so happy to get to tell you this, Kelly Wand, because Chris Markinson got to tell me, and I, I didn't. I never that Kelly Wand. Uh, so the actor's name is Kihoi Kwan. Um, oh, that's short that's round. Short round, exactly. Ah. Oh. And I had no idea. You why. know what? I saw his name at the end, and then I forgot I saw. Yeah, him, so. yeah. I'm just drug addled. <laughs> Not. <laughs> But I, no, I was excited that it was him, and I didn't recognize him. And it, it was a great comeback. Oh, it was amazing! And I—I I mean, imagine if Jackie Chan had played that. I'm so glad that he got it. He looks like him. Well, they look like each other, but I mean, bit. I think it was super important that that there wasn't another celebrity opposite Michelle Yeoh in that movie. Yeah. Um, I, I just love. You know what? That, oh, go on. Oh, I, I just—I I mean, again, watching actors, and I—I I have just have so much. I've just had such a deep abiding crush on Michelle Yeoh for so long. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, this movie just so gets her. And by the way, that movie is how you fucking fold in exposition, unlike Doctor Strange, where everything just comes to a halt and they just earnestly say dry fucking dictionary definition bullshit for like minutes on end. Yep. In that Doctor Strange movie. I mean, I, I think of the scene in uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. was like action at the same time. Well, and, and, and they also used the multiverse to further yeah. their characters. And I'm yeah. thinking specifically, and this this gets to what, what you're talking about, Kelly Wan. Um, there, there's that scene where, and I mean, now we're going to end up talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. But there's a scene when Waymond is explaining how kindness and optimism have been um, yeah. strategic and necessary. Like they're his way of fighting. Exactly. They're his way of fighting. Um, and when he's explaining that to her, and that's a little exposition mm -hmm. in the alley when when she's left the, the screening and he catches up with her and they talk. Um, intercut with that scene. Do you remember what was intercut with him explaining to her? I remember five, six things going on. And, time, and that's exactly right. how they shot it is that right. scene of his exposition about his character and why he is. It is juxtaposed. It's intercut with him sobbing after he's been stabbed by Evelyn when she gives in. Right. After he's sobbing and he's trying to intercede on her behalf in front of this room, and he's sobbing about yeah. how he feels it's his fault. Um, yeah. So you're you're seeing like yeah. his vulnerability and his kindness and his naivety and his optimism, like being used in a battle in a way while he's explaining it, and that they intercut those the, those two multiverses together. To teach you more about Wayman, this character. Um, yeah, and it's after that that she changes her style yeah. to make people bring them peace. It's, and when she has that great Amelie fight, like I, I'm so sad Dingus yeah. never got to see everything all everywhere all at once because he would have loved yeah. that so much. Yeah. Um, and it's just like that's this whole idea of multiverses are ways for us to examine ourselves or different characters with tweaks. I mean, it's the same a lot of times with like time travel and, and whatnot. 
Um, yeah. And I just feel like there are good ways and bad ways to do it. And there's nothing interesting about it in Doctor Strange. Even nah. even that CG sequence where they crash through all the universes. Um, Because they do that a couple of times in Everything Everywhere all at once, and it's beautiful both times. But when I was watching Doctor Strange, you know what that scene made me think of, Kelly Wand? Uh, Wait, I think I know. Um, uh, Valerian. Kelly Wand, you complete me. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it too. And it was in the trailer for Valerian. It's the same shit. They fucking go, hey, the whole movie's going to be this exciting and right, right. it's just that one shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's one shot. But still, I mean, I like I. Just the fact that I that I'm sitting there. I never once thought about the movie Valerian: City of a Thousand Planets while watching everything everywhere all at once. I thought oh, no, I thought no, of no. so many different movies I could have been watching instead while I was watching Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I thought of Long Kiss Goodnight a little bit, but it's not a multiverse movie. Why, what so. made you think of Long Kiss Goodnight? Because she suddenly discovered. Oh, oh, no, right. Like the true lies yeah, angle. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Loki is very similar. You didn't watch Loki, but they, they that's also Ugh. very similar. I even thought it like uh, Severance examines the same kind of thing. Yeah. Is, your separate existences in the in the same yeah. space. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Zack Snyder has a multiverse where Batman can say the f word. Kelly Wan. What? Where? Uh, in his Justice oh. League recut that he did. There's a. Oh, he says he says the f. Yeah, word. yeah. There's a multiverse uh, scene where where Batman tells the Joker, "I want to fucking kill you." Says something like that. Yeah. Wait, that's why it's a different universe because it's R. Well, it's also post-apocalyptic. Like it's a post-apocalypse. Yeah. That brings out the worst in Batman's vocabulary. <laughs> uh, and even movies like um, like uh, Mr. Mom, where Michael Keaton clones himself. It's just to see different aspects of the same character. Uh, there's a Stanislaw. That's multiplicity, you damn fool. He doesn't clone himself in Mr. Mom. You think he clones himself as a mom? Jesus Christ. Wait, what? <sighs> no. Wait, mul- Think about the title of the movie before you continue speaking. Multiplicity is that thing with Denzel Washington and um, Russell Crowe. Mr. Mom, like, why would it be called? Why would a movie be called Mr. Uh, Mom? Like, that's the whole joke. Is he has to like, because he's like trying to be a stay-at-home dad, right? So he clones. Himself. I can't wait to see the comments for this podcast. I can't wait. I'm just picturing. Wait, why are you here. thinking? What do you think, Mr. Mom? Is you're about? still. You're gonna die on this hill. You're gonna. Well, I've never, still... I've never seen it. Well, I don't think I've seen it, but he's he like. You haven't seen Mr. Mom? Well, Dude. not since it was in theaters. I mean, in theaters, yeah. I saw it in the theater. But that's where it's. Uh... No, no, because he can't. Because he has to like be a stay-at-home dad. That's it. That's why it's called. No, no, but he clones Mom. himself. There's no clones. No. Why would there be? You think there's a whole movie about Michael Keaton being a stay-at-home dad? They did a whole movie. Yeah. You can't get a whole movie out of that, Kelly Wan. Bet me a. Men podcast. <laughs> I will bet you a. That's terrible. I will bet. bet you a dime. I've already won this. No, next time it's a, a, well, a wait, dime wait, bag. Wait, well, yeah, you might be right. You know you what? Might, no, no, you know, you might be right. I don't want to. Tom, I gotta be honest. I'm really enjoying this, and this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm not gonna die on this hill, but I can't imagine there's a movie that is just about him staying at home taking care of kids. Like, if, I like that to you. It's likelier that a movie called Mr. Mom is about that, about clones and stuff. Well, I'm <laughs> instead I mean, of yeah, I mean, it just being a stay-at-home dad movie. Um, which yes, is a thin premise, I grant you, but they did wonders with it. All right, Jeffrey or no? Wait, uh, what's his name? Who's the guy with the mustache from Fernwood Tonight? 
Fernwood. Did, oh, Martin Mull. Martin Mull. Yeah. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the one who's trying to get Terry Gar and so Michael Keaton is too. So you're saying the one where he does? Okay, you know what? I'll I'll take your word on this, Kelly. Kelly, one I'm going to trust but verify. I don't know. I forget what the Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington one is. You oh no, that's the name, uh, virtuosity. No, that's virtuosity. Nah, that's that, that's, that's that, that virtu- what? virtuosity is that Wes Craven thing where Meryl Streep teaches kids to play violin. Like inner city kids, like he, she's a music. This is the multiverse of madness <laughs> happening right now. I feel I'm traveling through animation and fucking rap. Okay, here's another multiverse movie, Kelly Disney One. Rap. Uh, La La Land. Okay. You accept that one? <laughs> I guess I'm still I'm having trouble getting past the Mr. Mom. Okay, I admit it. Mr. Mom Gate, as this will now be known. I'm not up on my Michael Keaton. Fair enough. Oh, I wish to. We need to bring Dingus back just for this. <laughs> Dingus would uh, – I don't know that Dingus knows his Michael Keaton any better than I. No. You don't think he'd know Mr. No, Mom? he knows his 80s movies. You're right. Colin Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Kelly Wand, let's – Multiplicity, Virtuosity, Mr. Mom. That was fucking amazing. Okay. Before – Back to back to the actual content. Yeah, so Kelly Wand, uh, you said there wasn't a single good line in this You movie. know, I'm on a lot of drugs right now, and you're not, and that's – Got to factor that into this. Sweet. Shit. All right. Okay, go yeah. on. Well, well right. Kelly One, let's take a brief break and then we're going to play good writing, bad writing. We'll be right back okay. after this message from our sponsor. This episode of the Quarter to Three podcast about movies was brought to you by Uncharted, the most thrilling action adventure you'll experience all year. Street smart Nathan Drake, played by Tom Spider-Man Holland, is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan. Played by Mark Ted Wahlberg. Together they'll recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan 500 years ago or die trying. What starts as a heist becomes a globe-trotting white-knuckle race to reach the prize before the ruthless Santiago Monsada, Antonio Assassin's Banderas, who believes he and his family are the rightful heirs. If Nate and Sully can decipher the clues and solve one of the world's oldest mysteries. I thought that was prostitution. They stand to find $5 billion in treasure, and perhaps even Nate's long-lost brother, but only if they can learn to work together. Rated PG-13 for violence action, language, and male topless nudity with developed torsos. And we are back. Kelly Wand, uh, I have a quiz for you. Oh, first okay. I wanted to tell you, I meant to bring this up when, they, uh, when we mentioned the, the PG-13 rating. Gung-ho, the Michael Keaton. No, no, where? And uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. When oh, I yeah. went, there was a kid, probably, he was about 10 years old. Uh, he came in with his, movie? his mom and dad. Yeah. They sat on either side of him, a few rows in front of me. Uh, during the scene where Black Bolt, like his head detonates, uh, they got yeah. up and started to leave. <gasps> but wow. as they were leaving, they got to see uh, Jim get shredded. <laughs> like, oh, cool. They left, okay, but not before. He still got trauma. The poor kid got traumatized by wow. seeing Rex Reed shredded apart. Uh, by uh, Wanda there. Or, uh, Wait, was the kid freaking out or were the parents overreacting? I don't know. I just uh, saw some motion and they were getting up and leaving. I don't know if the kid was scared or if the parents were like, this is too much for him. But uh, the black bolt was too much. And then when Rex Reed is getting shredded into little pieces, they were they, they just were hurrying out. But they did get to see that out of the corner of their eyes. So, I remember in the Tenacious D movie <laughs> – a 
young couple walked out when he was uh, trying to make a boner to hit like a button that would stop a bomb or something. But like that joke was too much, too much, right. too much. And it was like the guy leading, like no, <laughs> no, no, dragging his girlfriend. Well, off. I do feel like I, I mean, I. My the, the the movie just felt for me to me just so kitty and tone like they didn't even yeah. here's the thing Kelly Wan that kid who left he thinks that Wanda killed Wong he doesn't know yet that Wong is alive by right. the way so his yeah. parents look his parents messed that kid up now he's gonna think that you know the Sorcerer Supreme was killed by Wanda so the kid missed. Professor X getting his neck broken. Oh, right. He didn't miss that. And by the way, why was Professor X driving around in a washing machine? I did, I did, I, that was Cerebro. He put it inside his hands <laughs> for greater effect. Kelly Wan, that's good writing. Thank you. Kelly Wan, that let's was do in my head. good writing, bad my writing. My brain was the canvas. Ah, yes. I'm going to keep score oh, on this. I'm excited because I really hated Every line in this goddamn. All right. Well, movie, I have except for the Bruce Campbell saying mustard. We have four lines here for good. Wait, where did it go? Ah, uh, yeah. Here we go. How do you do you write them when you hear them in the movie? Because I know you saw this in the theater for yes. once. No, no. I've been going to theaters a lot. I, I saw. I did. Right. I was going to do a triple feature, but uh, well, I didn't make it. That's a lot. It is, and yeah, these movies. Especially if Doctor Strange is your first. <sighs> that was a tough one to start with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, oh, oh first, Kelly one, we have to legally play this disclaimer. Oh, yeah. Good writing, bad writing is not to be used in any fiduciary, financial, academic, or medical capacity. It is strictly a subjective enterprise based on the perspective of one person with an advanced degree in an unrelated field, but from an accredited institution of higher learning that happens to be Ivy League. Although the findings of good writing, bad writing are negotiable, all decisions are final, official, and binding. All right, so Kelly Wand, good writing, bad writing. I'm going to uh, give you the line. I'll give you the context. You tell me if it's good writing or bad writing, and then I tell you if you're right or wrong. I think I won the last one, and it was the, my only victory. Okay, well, this one could be a tie. There are four of them here. Let's see. I will start with this. Bad writing. <laughs> okay, okay well, Sorry. the line is, what's, trigger what's your universe like? So Rachel McAdams asks uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, what's your universe like? Kelly Wan, is that question good writing or bad? He says something like that. That's the that's the well, he just says, his answer is not relevant to well, his the answer, question. His answer is his answer is it's beautiful. Um, but I'm more concerned with that question when it's asked, is that good writing or bad writing for her to ask, what is your universe like? Uh, I think it's bad writing because how do you describe a universe to someone? And also the universes are pretty much the exact same. She gave him the same fucking watch, so obviously he's gonna punt with beautiful. Ugh. Yeah, Kelly one is correct. It is bad writing because it's a stupid question. How do you describe a universe? It's also a terrible timing. Like if they were, just, if there's yeah. a law in the action, they're just hanging out waiting for a, you know, a subway or something. Yeah, then you might ask that. But uh, I couldn't remember when she asked. I couldn't either, but I wrote it down, and it was some. Uh, it's also a bad line because it's it's not very specific to them. Like it's a really boring, yeah. generic, shitty line about nothing that doesn't can't have a good answer and doesn't reveal anything about it, the Kelly Wan, here's the version of that line written well. You ready for this? Tell me yeah. of your home world, Usul. Usul? <laughs> What's his answer to that? It's beautiful. To Sanjaya? It's beautiful. Oh. <laughs> All right, Kelly Wan, well, you've got one point. There's still three more to go. Ready? We okay. like ice cream like every child should. And if you give us some, we promise to be good. Kelly Wan, is that the ice cream song that the boys compose for their mother? Is that good writing or bad writing? Well, 
I'm going to say good writing by the standards of an imaginary child okay. creating a song, okay. which is – that's actually pretty good considering, you know, he's not even a real kid. He's not even a real boy. Right, right, right. He right, still right. made something rhyme. So that's pretty good writing for him. So I'm going to go good writing. Kelly Wan is terrible because it's oh. supposedly what makes her remember that she loves her children. Like something that dumb and inane. And it, it, and furthermore, these two boys – and then, what are they, 12? They collaborated to write that, and then one of them wants to go – Well, they also hid too. But then one of them wants <laughs> to go first. Like it's got parts. Like like what does right. going first even mean? Is it like a call and response, like a litany thing when they originally composed it? Um, Wait, these you're adding a bunch of things that make it way worse writing, like choreography. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's dumb. It's it's it for. You, even, I thought I was just judging the actual verse as a. Well, well, you need to give me the context, and then I have to decide if it's good. Tell you on the context writing. is that Michael Waldron sat down mm -hmm. and needed a pivotal a nice scene that would convince Wanda that she needs to be with her children, and it was this terrible ice cream song. And further, like here, here you go, Kelly Wand. Do you remember Stephanie Shu's um, little bagel sucked in a bagel song that she sings to Michelle? Yeah. That mm -hmm. is the kind of good writing. That's good writing. Like that's the kind of song that reminds a mother, "Hey, you should love your daughter. Hey, you should love your kids." You know, not this ice cream nonsense. That ice cream song is the worst, Kelly Wand. Well, that's what I meant to say. Now that you mention all these other points, well, Kelly Wan, there's still time. You're, you're, you're like, why they said it? That's a good point. I should have thought of. Who? Well, here you go. Here's one, Kelly Wan. Uh, should have been a song about fucking crumpets. Elizabeth Olsen on uh, the idea that she knows that her lost children are out there in the multiverse. She has this line: Every night, the same dream. Every morning, the same nightmare. Kelly Wan, good writing or bad writing? I think that's bad writing. Why? Because uh, it shouldn't be the same dream every night. They should be doing different things. It's mm. not like she goes there and they sing an ice cream song. And then also her nightmare is that she's not with them right. in the day. Right. That's not a nightmare. <laughs> that's just life. That's a daymare. It's not night. It's a morning. So it should be a morning mare. So bad. So it be every night Thank the you. same dream, every morning the same morning mare. Yeah. Kelly, <laughs> I actually like the cadence of the line. I thought it was a very insightful comment about grief. So I'm actually saying that that's 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 so far the only instance of good writing we've encountered in Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. So far. <laughs> that's good writing. It is. Okay. I like that line. Insightful. Kelly, one here's your here here we go. So you, you've got one point. You've, you, out of three. Out of, so I'm going for the tie. There you go. You're going for the tie. Here's the line. I lost both my cats and my brother. Michael Stuhlbarg, that's the line where you don't know who he is. As a matter of fact, he introduces himself as Dr. West. And because it was Sam Raimi, I honestly was thinking, oh, is this like from a, a Lovecraftian – like is this from one of his Darkman movies or something? I had no idea it was from uh, the previous Doctor Strange. So anyway, Michael Stolberg, he shows up. He says, <laughs> "You thought he was a dark man character, say?" Well, because that. he introduces himself as Doctor West, and Doctor Herbert West, like Stuart Gordon, uses oh, the Herbert name West. Herbert West right, a lot. Okay. Um, All right, so you again mixed up some very strange movies. Well, I was just hoping that maybe there was Mythos. some sort of a Lovecraftian nod in a Sam Raimi movie. I mean, Evil Dead. Uh, what's the professor's name in there? Uh, Simpson. No. 
But at any rate, I, I, I didn't get that. So I did, Michael is some dumb name like Henderson. So Michael Stuhlbarg's line is, "I lost both my cats and my brother." Talking to I remember this line and I really disliked okay. it because um, he says, "I lost my cats," and then there's a shot of Doctor Strange, and then you hear ADR him go like off screen and my brother. <gasps> and my theory oh, is right? they added that the brother like, oh, it's not. Just the stakes aren't high enough because in Drag Me to Hell, uh, a cat gets whacked savagely. Uh, so Sam Raimi obviously doesn't care about cats mm. at all. So my thinking is he added the brother line to sort of justify the man's trauma. Whereas I would be more bummed out about cats. No offense to my brother, but you know, come on. So I actually didn't catch that it was ADR'd in, and I actually thought that that was Michael Stuhlbarg with really good comedic timing. <laughs> You might be right. I don't know. I, I don't know which one of us is right. I enjoyed the line. I thought it was a, a good gag, and I thought that Michael Stuhlbarg delivered it well. So I, I, If they'd shown his face for the whole line, I would be able to evaluate it more properly. Normally, I catch that sort of thing because I love like catching those last-minute ADR lines where you know they were like, oh, we have to establish why they're you driving You can tell because it's tinnier sound. It's tinnier sound. There's no reason to show the reaction exactly, of the other exactly. person. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, Kelly Wan, uh, I appreciate that you tried. You got one so I'm point one for four. That, but that's better than some people do, Kelly Wan. And you thought there were two good lines in Doctor Strange. Well, in this quiz, my, the only one I found was an ice cream song, which was quite <laughs> catchy and made me hungry for ice cream. I kind of liked, even though I was so over the movie at this I, point. But I kind of liked whatever happened in this universe. You didn't do a very good job of stopping it. Like Rachel McAdams has that line. That one was kind of okay, wasn't it? That one's all right. I just she was really underwritten, like all the Marvel girls. Yeah, yeah. How about though we got a female Captain America with a jetpack? I like that. It's just I like it. Suddenly you get me interested in these characters, and they all get whacked instantly. <laughs> right, Kelly Wand, I actually know something about comic books that you might not know that I'm now going to tell you. Are you ready for this? Okay. I don't know if you're aware. Then you're of not going to tell me. I'm ready. No, I'm gonna... Go ahead. Go ahead. And not tell me. The Illuminati. Mm -hmm. shot Hulk into space where he went to the planet that he's on in Thor Ragnarok. Did you know that? Who's the, who are the Illuminati? Uh, well, you saw uh, Rex Reed or no, uh, Rex Reed. I keep doing that. Reed. What's his name? Rex. I can't remember. Whatever. Fantastic four, dude. Miles Standish. <laughs> oh, Reed Richards. Well, yeah, right, right, right. Reed Richards. What'd you call him? Max Reed. Okay. There's a, there's a, isn't Rex Reed like a theater critic or something? <laughs> Rex Reed, uh, yeah, it's so, true. Uh, Reed Richards, Reed Richards, uh, Xavier, I guess Captain Marvel, Captain America, uh, Captain Britain. There's a Captain Britain. I actually, she's right. supposed to be that, but she called herself Captain Carter, which confused me. Well, but the the Illuminati felt that the Hulk was becoming too big of an issue, so they put him in a rocket. Right. They shot him into space. He landed on this planet. Where he became yeah World War Hulk. exactly right he became a king the the yeah. the rocket ship like the rocket ship that he was sent there in blew up and killed his son so he got angry and he flew back to Earth to trash it and that's the World War Z plotline right World War Hulk World War Hulk right Z is zombies doing um, but that that's the Illuminati who did that. Oh, so, that's good. And, How do you know this? Um, I know this from a, a board game called Marvel Legendary, Jesus where you Christ. randomly draw a plot and a villain and um, 
Wait, let's play that when I come okay. up. Oh, oh, you know, you know how I know it first. To see your garden. I know it mainly from a Euphemisms. from a pinball table for World War Hulk. Oh. But in this uh, Marvel Legendary game, there's stuff about the Illuminati and shooting Hulk into space. And um, I got some comics called Immortal Hulk that's apparently a horror, and there's some kind of that zombie. So Kelly Wan, that's another thing. Is the only thing I knew about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is I had seen a still. I didn't know that it was been a Cumberbatch, but I'd seen a still of him in zombie makeup. So I knew there was going to be something about zombies and the undead. Raimi. Yeah, I was totally yeah. hoping that there would be more of a horror tone, but it's just, it was just kitty, right? There was one. Yeah. There's one. You know what would have? You know what would really bum me out is when he's uh, talking at the end with his in his dead body with and his skull's all fucked up and his mouth and his throat and his voice sounds yeah. totally normal. Yeah, exactly. Like he should. Okay, kids. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't even do that. Like kids can't even. Ah, whatever. Like that's a PG thirteen, or was that just like a, it ruined the scene if he's going. Wonder you got Kelly one, you have like to remember that. it's not just PG thirteen; it's Disney PG thirteen. I know, yeah. which is like PG two. Yeah. So. I mean, this is. A, and you can and you can taste the difference for me. Oh. Like it's just so watered down. Oh. Everything. Kelly one, this Isn't movie it? was for children, I think. Even Every even is. children of all ages, even uh, children in their fifties, like us. What about everything, everywhere, all at once? Is that that movie's for everyone. Isn't you can it? Tell from the it title, is. right? You know what I was thinking about that movie? It's a, it falls into a genre of redemptive movies. Okay. Because I, I wondered, on. I wondered if you would have an issue. No, no, I do want to hear this because I did want to ask you. About well, you're going to disagree with my premise because my premise is the characters don't need that much redemption. They're mostly over the hump. The grandpa, he's fine. <laughs> She's just misunderstood. Michelle Yeoh needs to realize, you know, what she has. I mean, you're not you're not wrong, Kelly. One part of the I think the magic. None of them are that bad. Part of I think the magic of everything, everywhere, all at once is it doesn't have a villain. There's no villain. The villain in that movie is despair. Right. Well, you think it's going to be the tax lady, and then. Oh my God! And I love too how, because I, I one of the things that really just I just rubbed me the wrong way with True Lies. Going back and watching, I hate True Lies so much. <laughs> and part of what I hate about it is I just feel it is so disrespectful towards her character, and it just makes fun of her, and she's such a clown in it. Ooh. Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Um, no, she fucking. Beats the shit out of Tia Carrera with a wine. No, it's it's it's, it's dumb. Smack my bitch up stuff. It's just dumb. Come up at the end. It's mandatory. It mainly plays her out as a rube and a she, like. She's everybody's tricking her. She's a dupe throughout most of the movie. And I, so that's because Cameron didn't have his lady. Well, I know exactly. Well. Gail Ann Hurd. Right, yeah, the, right. the James Cameron movies that he made in, after yeah. breaking up, after divorcing Gail Ann Hurd. It's, it's it's night and day. Like all the strong. Speech. But Tom Arnold's funny in it. How often can you say that about him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're on your own with that one, Kelly Wand. Uh, you didn't like him? But, but Come that, on, the my point ball. being, I just loved seeing Jamie Lee Curtis 100% not just brought in on the joke, but made part of the, the whole redemptive arc. Like, just, like, like her character, I love the fact that they go out. At the, oh, that's who that was? That's who what was. I'm dumb. So they, in, in Jamie Lee, in everything, everywhere, all at once? Yeah, they go out the laundromat afterwards, and Jamie Lee Curtis gets, gets high with her. Like oh, after after after, God, dis- after discovering that her husband is going to divorce her and that's why she had the breakdown. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is never the like like they they play her out like she's going to be this evil troll or an ogre right. throughout the movie, 
but no, I mean, she ends up being this with a stapled bagel to her head. Well, the, the, yeah, the, the receipt. Yeah. And, and, but, and also they're, they're like that whole expression, that whole having to say, I love you is acknowledging that there's a universe where they're lovers, where they're with each other. Yeah. Hot dog yeah. Fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of that. It's, Kelly, why did we just talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for an hour? I don't know. Of- and you know what? I love the rocks, and I was bummed there wasn't more of the rock scenes. Oh, like yeah. just the rock and just the – like all of the yeah. clever – the fact that she walks – The dialogue The fact good. that she walks out of the elevator in an Elvis outfit leading a pig on a leash. Yeah. Like there was yep. – if there had been one thing remotely that imaginative in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse I of know. Madness. Um, yeah. But no, uh, Daniel Scheinert and Daniel uh, – oh, shoot – Quan, uh, the two the two Daniels who directed it, those guys just their years of doing music videos and weird stuff like Swiss Army Man, like all of that stuff they just like poured into this movie and it just shows. Yeah. Uh, it's a labor of love, and I think I read that Michelle Yeoh had given was given the script years ago but turned it down, and then she just reappraised it this time around. Well, she hasn't been working. Which they asked her for a while, again. and also like it's really I'm seeing Michelle Yeoh. Right. I, I get like seeing her in movies like uh, she was in Shang-Chi. She was in a uh, boss battle. What's the other thing? There was something. Oh, milk, uh, gunpowder milkshake with Karen Gillan, uh, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Carla Gugino. And who's the other mm-hmm. one? Oh, Lena Hetty. They play this clutch of like grandma assassins, like a, a grandma assassin cabal. Um, and, and, and so their t- movies like this are trying to, they're casting Michelle Yeoh because they want her crouching tiger character. Like right. they want somebody who who can do martial arts like that, and she can't do that anymore, really. Yeah. So they cast her as these these like warrior characters, and she stands around, she does her lines, and that's Wise. fine. But then they swap in a stuntman, and it's obviously a stuntman. Whereas the stuff that the Daniels, Shinert and Quan, were doing in Everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once, was specifically made so that. It, there was maximum time with her. There are a few times that it's yeah. obvious it's a stuntman, but most of the stuff they shot, they made it very obvious and very clear that it's her doing it. And and it shows. And she's so, I mean, she just looks so happy to be there. And she just seems so, yeah. she's so energetic about the project. And I mean, yeah. she just gives it everything. It's just like pouring out of her into the movie. Which matters for the character. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew within seconds, like her energy, like, okay. Yep, good. Yep. Just watching her, the moment too, and our friend Chris Markinson just has a, he made a great gif of this. The, you know, there's that early domestic chaos. And when she takes a break from it, when the one thing that stops her is that musical, which I actually thought might have been a real musical until you see him with the hot dog fingers. Hot yeah. Um, yeah. When she stops and just watches that musical in the laundromat and is just transported by it. And it's just yeah. the Daniels hold on her face for a while as she's watching TV and, it's just as thrilling as any action sequence, just watching her. Hey, yes. why'd she stab him? I didn't understand that. Well, we're now getting into spoilers, but I mean the whole um, – she – basically her daughter convinces her. You know, Her daughter convinces her oh, okay. that, it, that it just let go. I think the line is something, if nothing matters, then that excuses you from all the pain and guilt you feel about your life. And okay. so for a brief moment, you know, her eyes turn black. She does that zombie thing with the black eyes. Uh, and and she's like, yeah, nothing matters. And, it, and then it shows that affecting different multiverses, including one where she stabs uh, Wayman. Yeah. 
I also think I got confused between the party universe and the tax. Kelly, one, I'm not office. sure that it's because I I've, I've seen the movie a few times now, and I've, I've sort of looked for where the seams are. Uh, yeah. They play with things like aspect ratio too, which also makes it confusing. But um, and the alpha verse is destroyed. The alpha verse, right, right. Um, and furthermore, it's like that tax universe. She dies, and then it's right. the end of the movie. But then that's the right. movie she was watching at the premiere. And right. right. So the whole, okay. I, I'm not sure that you can make an airtight case for which realities or what, or where whether it shifts. It's a, you know what, Kelly one. It's like the thing. Even though I, it's Wilford Brimley turns into the thing when he eats the oatmeal. <laughs> well, I trust that someone making the movie knows, even if there's no way for me to verify from watching the movie. Uh, so. Well, it is the same mind who created Dark Star, so I'm pretty sure he's on top of the little. That details. is true. You would think continuity. Yeah. Speaking of little details, uh, one of the things I loved noticing, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis has on the wrist support when she's working as a tax worker. Right. Uh, but on her foot. Well, yeah, you know, they put it on her foot in the in the hot dog fingers universe when they're explaining uh -huh. that they're really good with their feet and they show her playing the piano there. And that's where then Michelle Yeoh learns to fight her way loose with her feet. But um, uh, but they, they I love that they transferred the wrist support from her wrist to her ankle in the hot dog fingers universe. Right. Just little touches yeah. like that are super rewarding to discover. So. Yeah, there was some other thing like that too. I was like, oh, they remember. The movie's full of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, they those guys like to paint in the corners. Oh, those guys. I mean, I I feel that's one of the things I feel too about everything everywhere all at once. Is any given point just freeze the frame and there's probably a ton of fun stuff to a look at. Million things going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, so. I liked the. Okay, wait. So for the fight where um. In, uh, involving dildos. Right. <laughs> um. No, never mind. I don't really have a question. <laughs> I mean, just the dildo. That. I mean, it just speaks volumes about everything, everywhere, all at once. That the dildo fight wasn't anywhere near as good as the butt plug fight. <laughs> That's the one I meant. The butt plug fight was just that uh, – that was transcendent. <laughs> like how do you – and oh my god. Oh, those... was it blurred in your version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, that's, that's the gag. Oh. No, that's the, ja that's the gag, Kelly Wand. <laughs> no, I got to see the whole thing. I hate to tell you this, Kelly Wand, but I don't think the stuntmen had they actual – They really did it? Plug. Yeah. I don't think they were actually inserted in They had to have. Look how they landed. <laughs> that would have really fucking hurt. <laughs> those guys too just looked like they were having so much fun. And I love too – yeah. Now, everybody in the like her her little Amelie fight at the end where she gives everybody some little happiness thing that was just so adorable. Like all the it's you know what it's like when you watch a movie like that. I'm so happy to see that all the stuntmen the people were nice to them as well. Like it really really bugged me in the last John Wick that Keanu Reeves' character wasn't nice to Mark Dacosta's character. Like I was really bugged. Guy in the library. Um yeah the Asian fellow who's from Hawaii Five O. Um, oh, yeah, he was like yeah. a jerk. To, he was a nice. Exactly. Term. Right. Right. So I just love seeing a movie where I know. I mean, I know behind the scenes, everybody loves the stuntman and stuntmen are great. I mean, that's great. But I just love seeing them on screen, getting to be good guys and happy. And just, that movie's just so. And you joyous. see their faces. Oh, so much of their faces. Yeah. 
so many just yeah. even like there's a SWAT guy run, and and there's the yeah. there's a woman with bright blue eyes who's jogging who's like yeah. those guys love their faces and actually uh one of the, the directors um would you know who I'm talking about if I talk about the sort of tall thin balding guy who gets spanked by Michelle Yeoh vaguely because he's one of the directors and I think is yeah he? he's Daniel mm. Shiner and I think Daniel Kwan is also in it at some point um but it just looks like everybody in that movie is just having so much fun. Yeah. Uh, they're they're totally Vanessa Kirbying. Oh my god, they're Vanessa Kirby. I mean, yeah. And it's just it's, it's a pleasure to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. How many times have you seen it? Uh three. Hopefully more than Eternals. Okay. I will so see no. it more than like I'm done with Eternals. I got what I wanted from it. Anyway. Are you sure? Um pretty sure i can't imagine needing to see it again you know maybe dude that thing was on a plane and i couldn't i couldn't watch it a second time i thought you were crazy okay what why don't you enjoy like uh i don't know what's the part that i be like i don't know what scene in that all movie. of it i don't remember the all sex scene you like all yeah. of it. well the sex okay. scene jim i've been a huge jim and chan fan for a long time like she's uh she's uh Kelly, what? I'm like, I'll try to watch it again. No, 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 no don't I watch. Do not watch Eternals. You know, Eternals. Yeah. I, I will tell you what no. though. If Kelly, what if like you and I were walking along, and we saw an Eternal. No, if we're walking along in an, in a multiverse, and there's a, uh-huh. there, and we walk in front of a memory bank, and there's a spot uh-huh. we can stand on in front of it to sample our memories, and hmm. show them, of course, oh my god, show them to each other and passersby. Oh. Jesus. That won't be awkward at all, will it, Kelly Wand? Like, if you stand no. on there... And it's free. <laughs> there's nothing you're going to remember that's going to embarrass you, right? And no one's watching. No one cares. Right. So if I were to stand on it, and then all of these lurid these lurid imaginations about Gemma Chan were to appear, that wouldn't be awkward, mm-hmm. would it? Not to me. No, of course not. Wait, wait, no. no get your own memory bank, Kelly Wand. You can't have mine. Oh, what? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? I paid good money to... <laughs> Stand near that statue. I do feel like that's and not a good it. idea to put a, 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 a memory bank kiosk, like demo kiosk in public. That was another thing where I go, oh, it's just showing the things that they need to know. I mean, it was such a stupidly... Like it was just exposition. Yeah, no, it was such it was a stupidly blatant attempt where the characters right. have to share their backstory with each other. And rather than find some way for them to sit down and have a conversation... They come up with this inane gimmick where, oh, if right. you stand on this spot, your backstory is exposed as a memory. Oh my. Even if you're from a different right. universe. And even, Through your shoes. And even if it's a memory you wouldn't want to tell anyone. Yeah, it's just going to pop right. out. Too bad. And they still stand on it and wait for it right, to right. play out, even though it's super painful to them. Like if I were looking at that and somebody walked in the room, I would slam it shut, you know, in embarrassment. Right. You don't just stand there and let it play out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Everything in that movie was like that to me. It was just like everything – like the only thing that was surprising me about the memory thing was that there wasn't pro- product placement also. Like there wasn't like a little Macintosh. Logo. Oh my god, right, right. You would think. Yeah, yeah, somebody should get on that. Or some corporate tie-in. Stupid Moon Knight. What's wrong with you? God. Well, Kelly Wan, you could have done worse. Um... That's true. I'm going to. Well, uh, but Thor. Thor's coming up. Uh, I am, like I said, though, it's a Taika Waititi movie. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Men. Okay. Uh, men, we'll have more talk of that. I know you're going to see that this week. I've already seen it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Kelly Wan, this was awesome. Thank you for uh, doing a 
Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness synopsis. I enjoyed that. I think it'll be a fun surprise for the plebes. I do too. And, uh, you know, we might have more, right, Kelly Wan? Maybe? Yes. We'll yeah, I missed – I've seen a few movies and it, it made me totally miss doing The Opsis. And one of them was Green Knight and one of them was Wonder Woman 1984. And well, you also – it sounds like you needed me to explain uh, Northman to you. Right. Because I know you didn't quite right. understand That's what that movie. There. Yeah, I was puzzled. I'm all, what? Lava? What? Wait a minute. Wait, Amy Taylor Joy's naked in this? Doesn't scan for Tom? You do agree with me that Green Knight is better than Northman, right? Or no? Um. Ooh. They're apples and oranges. No, they're not apples and oranges. Are you serious? Well, one's an action movie. <laughs> and the other one's uh, The Northman. Gotcha. <laughs> I have no idea where you're going with that. Yeah, all right. No, one's all psychological and allegory and stuff, and it's about very specific themes. And the other one's Green Knight. <laughs> gotcha. Other one, you're just making my case for me, so I'll accept it. Yeah. I accept your bluff, Tom. Well, Kelly Wan, we might be back and do this uh, again shortly, but in the meantime, yes. I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Kelly Wan, and we will talk to everyone next time. Hey, Tom, is Doctor Strange with dead people for wings a bird? I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, Yes, sir? Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Hey, tell me, which is the first word in this series of words that makes your eyes glaze over, Tom? Alien TV series by Ridley Scott. For me, it was Hay. All right. Ready? Wow, 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 wow. Uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs>